you guys would do me a favor, help me out and welcome Keith, and uh, we'll get on with it. We'll get on with it. Yeah. That's great to be here. Good morning. Appreciate Pastor Kevin and Sherry having me in. How many are grateful for your pastors? Can we give our the pastors a great big God bless you? I appreciate that very much. I met them over this uh, event. I was here this year, but also I think I met the uh, pastor uh, last year too. So it's a blessing to be here. They've said a lot of good things about Elevate, right? Amen. Yeah. So tell your neighbor, expect great things today. Come on, tell two or three people to expect great things. Oh, come on, come on, man. You can be more enthusiastic than that, right? Yeah. Some good things are going to happen because this is the day the Lord has made, right? It's good to be here. A little bit about myself. Uh, wonderfully married, happily married. 40 years. I celebrate 40 years this year. Yeah, I'm blessed. My wife's my best friend. We hang out, love being together. Just gets better with age, and it's like good wine, right? So I don't drink, but so. But I have four sons, four daughter-in-laws, eight grandchildren. Man, I love my grandchildren, you know. They love Papa, too, so you can't go wrong with your grandchildren, right? There's nothing that melts a heart faster than just seeing your Youngest, you know, Papa, Papa. I mean, there's no hidden motivation in Papa. Just, it's just that love, you know what I mean? Papa. It's like, what? Anything you want. <laughs> we, are four, we had four sons, and so our first four grandkids were boys. My wife goes, are we ever going to get a girl? And so when that, I'll, I'll never forget when Alexandria was born, and she's 10 now. And uh, we went to buy the uh, shower stuff, you know, and buy her some gifts. And I went into that girl section. I was thinking, man, I am lost in this section, man. And I ended up buying so much she couldn't wear. She actually grew out of them before she could ever wear them. So I, I love uh, heritage, grandchildren, but also for what the Lord does, he loves heritage too. Amen. He loves what we receive also touches our children's children's children. Amen. So sometimes we got to understand that sometimes it's bigger than the moment. How many are glad that God's bigger than this room? I know you are, right? I'm from Texas, and we, we have where I live in the Amarillo, Texas area, we've that area does 28% of prov providing beef for the nation. That's a big industry in that area. So they just, I just heard a report that something come out of that area now that's touching the whole world. So we know a lot about boots, you know, because cowboy boots are made out of leather. In the Bible, it says that the earth is a God's footstool. And I've thought about it a few times. I'm thinking, man, those are some pretty big feet, aren't they? So how many of y'all know when God's glory comes in this room, it's bigger than the room. He's doing something in the region. And while you guys were worshiping, can we give a worship team a great big God bless you? I appreciate your worship. I love to engage in the spirit and in the worship to hear what's going on. 
because the Lord weaves the message from beginning to the end, even through the announcements I've found. But I've uh, noticed that there was a strong anointing on the reign of God. There was a strong anointing on the reign of God. But also on the strength of God. And the pastor kind of went into some ministry on that. But I do want to talk about those two subjects. But first, I'd like to talk a little bit about the reign of God. Because I felt such an anointing on that and a, a confirmation from the Spirit of the Lord. In Psalm 67, it actually lays out one of the greatest moves of God that will sweep the nation in the nations. It is an amazing model of tremendous revival that will actually bring in a great harvest. It actually will touch the nations. And the whole thing starts off with, God, for your love and your mercy and how you make your face shine towards me, that your salvation will be known and people be, may uh, be taught by you. It's interesting because when he says about his face being shining on you, he's actually bringing in reference the priestly blessing of Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and 25, where the priest would speak a blessing and they'd actually cross their arms because it was in reference of coming to the cross. How many of y'all know we received the ultimate blessing at the victory of the cross? Amen. And it says that, he says, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord smile upon you. May his countenance be upon you. It's interesting in that because it's actually talking about the favor of God. It's actually about walking in your open heaven. And one of the uh, 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 signs of an open heaven is the reign of God. In Ezekiel 34, 26, it says, those who ascend to the holy hill of God. The holy hill of God is not that we have to go to Mount Sinai to go to the holy hill of God. The holy hill of God, according to scriptures, is the holies of holies. That is. Now, you and I have unlimited access to the holies of holies through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Hebrews chapter 4 says that Jesus has made a way for us by his blood that you and I don't have to work or go through a priest, but we can go right to the throne of God. How many are glad for that? Amen. I'm pretty excited. I have unlimited access to God. Amen. I mean, people get excited with influence and people they know in, in stature, politician, different things. Hey, I know somebody that controls everything. Amen. And I have, I could go anytime, tell your neighbor, anytime. But it's interesting in Ezekiel 34, 26, and I feel like your church has a mandate in that, in your prophetic worship, in your prophetic decrees, that in, when you're before the Lord, in his presence, it's actually Psalm 68, that in his presence, he drops down rain. And this rain there, the word dropped rain, literally means prophetic discourses. Prophetic discourses. And when these prophetic discourses are coming from the throne, God's releasing his heart, his word. How many of y'all know his word will never fall to the ground, never return void? It will accomplish everything that he says it will accomplish. That's what you sung about today too. His promises are sure and they're amen and they will be fulfilled. Amen? So he engages hearts to engage with him and in that engaging he releases the reign of heaven or prophetic discourses. Those words, one word from God will change your life forever. Do you agree with that? And so it's interesting because as also as this rain drops from heaven, it does three things. One, it brings fresh words. 
And it was interesting. This morning I was uh, in my quiet time before the Lord. I heard something interesting. He said, you know, he said, many times people think new things, but it isn't really new things. It's just the way I intended it in the first place. Sometimes we think we're starting new things, but it's actually the Lord saying, let's do this right. How many want the Lord to do everything right for you? Amen? Come on, how many would like, how many, uh, I remember the, they used to call the old VCRs you know, remote controls, but it was, it was only as far as the wire would go, you know what I mean? And so, but how many want some rewinding by God to intend to he, what he purposed, and it looks new, but it really is, I'm starting this where it's supposed to be, amen? Come on, how many want that kind of grace? If you do, raise your hand. Come on, if you want that today, you have to go after it. I, I can want it for you. I can share it with you, but it's up for you to respond to the Lord. Amen. So if that's you, just raise your hand all through the room. I'm gonna, it's a word of knowledge the Lord gave me this morning, and I'm just going to ask the Lord for the grace for rewind or grace for things that were intended but didn't happen but now the new beginning of that intended will begin now and you'll have the grace the anointing the equipping the power and the resources to walk it out in this season I also see people coming uh, divine appointments the lord uses people we don't look to people we look to the lord but he brings people in our lives circles around us to be able to bring forth those promises of the lord this is a breakthrough time in that he's going to begin to do what he intended to do and sometimes now i know i'm the only guy sometimes we get in our own way because <laughs> we ever get a prophetic word and you started running with that prophetic word and you go oh yeah man uh, this is me and then you start doing the prophetic word and it never happens or it falls all apart it wasn't that the prophetic word was wrong the timing just wasn't right so you get it all messed up and you almost get discouraged about it but the lord says no no when you come to your point of your end of yourself whoop rewind let's do this thing again how many are ready for some do it again amen Come on, give somebody a high five and say, do it again, Lord. And isn't it interesting when he says that, you know how he says it? Let's do this again. He didn't say, you do this again. He says, let us do this again. Woo! If God be for you, who can be against you? Come on, who can, if God be for you, I mean, he's your best buddy, right? Woo! So anyway, I also, I do want to also release another part of the word of the reign of heaven. It also brings refreshing to the weary congregation. You look in uh, Psalm 68 when the presence of the Lord begins to move and drops down the rain, the prophetic discourses, it actually brings a freshness to a weary congregation. Not just in the sense of in this room, because we've already established God is bigger than the room. So when God moves and you capture the word of God and the heart of God and you come into agreement and he causes the rain to begin to fall, how many want those who have grown weary in the Miami region that the enemy has tried to rob their vision, rob their strength, rob their uh, uh, the very essence of what they're doing in the Lord? How many want a fresh rain, a spring rain to revive them again? If that's you, raise your hand. You come in agreement with me that there's going to be fresh rain amen and then third he's going to raise up a company of people to make proclamation with boldness proclamation with boldness so i really sense there's a new boldness coming to miami florida boldness in the things of the lord amen because 
uh, his word creates and imparts faith. Faith releases holy boldness. Holy boldness isn't the essence of how we determine or determination or how we stir ourselves up. Holy boldness is because we receive the word and the word in itself is packed with all kinds of strength and courage and anointing and it's like fire in your bones. And even when, in, when, even when the enemy tries to bring discouragement, he'll refan that flame and it'll be like fire in your bones and you can't help but go, yeah! How many want that kind of glo- glory relief? Amen. Come on, maybe you're here today and you need that. You might be here today and say, you know what, I need a freshness of that. So those three things. But there is a fourth thing, too, with the rain. And there's many more things in the Bible about rain. But in Ezekiel 34, 26, they, when they ascend to the hill of God, and this ties in with Psalms 24. How many have ever heard the song, uh, open up the doors, you ancient gates, and let the king of glory come on through? How many have ever heard that? Well, it's talking about opening up the gates of the city, so the king of glory can come into the hearts. It's interesting. The gates open up the doors. And so he's saying for those, and how these gates open? For those who ascend to the holy hill or abide in his presence. And so when we learn and make and establish a place where we're moving out of the throne room of God, we're actually beginning to see the Lord to move mightily as a result because we're uh, on the hill of God. Ezekiel 34, 26 says that he releases the golden showers of heaven. Now the golden showers of heaven don't just fall on you and your family, but it falls all around you too, all around his holy hill. So the rain begins to come. Guess what the effects of the rain are? Everything that's demonic, everything that's been robbing people of their peace and joy is broken in the name of Jesus. Guess what else takes place? They begin to flourish and become fruitful. How many want to just be fruitful, not by your doing, but by the rain of heaven? Amen? Come on, how many of you have ever seen a garden and the rain comes and it comes at the right time, right moment, and man, you get those tomatoes, you get the uh, dill pickles or whatever. I'm not too much of a garden person, you can tell. But it, it just grows and also the weeds grow, but we just get to get rid of them. But it's interesting because when I, last time I saw Ezekiel 34, 26, I live in Amarillo and it's known as the wheat capital of America the Panhandle area. They uh, do all kinds of winter wheat there and so forth. And all of a sudden, the Lord gave me this scripture, and he told me, go stand out in the middle of a wheat field. Now, you know that has to be kind of different because the wheat field's right across from our post office. And so people are probably driving by thinking, what's that guy doing out there in the middle of that wheat field? And, of course, my grandkids, they want to do everything I'm doing. So we're all out there in the middle of the wheat field running around. We're praying and thanking the Lord. And for this <laughs> rain of heaven. And, you know, we don't tell people, well, we're praying for rain. They would think we're having an Indian thing or something. You know what I mean? But, uh, so, but guess what happened? It's amazing because that took place when I did that was in April. In June is when they harvest the wheat. They had such, and this is what the Lord told me, and you'll see this in Ezekiel 34, 26 through 29, that he releases the rain of heaven that brings a bumper crop. How many of you want a bumper crop? Come on, you, even by faith, you better raise your hand on that one. You want a bumper crop from the Lord. Now watch what happens, because the uh, harvest, they start to harvest, and there is so much wheat 
that they have to block off city streets because they filled every grain elevator, every place they could put grain, and there was so much harvest, they had to block off city blocks, and they were mountains of wheat as far as you can see, and the Amarillo paper says, bumper crop hits the panhandle. Now watch this. You go, and I know several of the farmers personally. Guess what happened? When the bumper crop came in, it literally eradicated and done away with generational debt. They made so much money off that harvest, they were able to go back three generational debts and cancel out the debts on their farms, and their farms become debt-free. How many want the reign of heaven? Come on. Amen. Tell your neighbor, breakthrough. Amen. So I'm going to pray for you for the reign of heaven. Is that all right? For those in that area. If you agree, just stand to your feet. You don't have to. If you don't agree, it's fine. But I want to pray for you for the reign of heaven. I want you to have a bumper crop. And what is your harvest? What your promises. Your promises for your life, for your family, but also for the promises of God. Too full. The promises in the scripture and the promises of your books he's written for your life, for your heritage, for your children and children's children, and everything, everything the enemies try to bring in weariness, whew, the rain eradicates. How many are ready for fresh rain from heaven? Come on, fresh rain. So, Father God, we thank you for the rain of heaven. As we were singing and worshiping, we were worshiping in your holy presence, and there was an anointing on the rain of heaven. And we rejoice and receive your rain from heaven, the golden showers from heaven, O oh Lord, called favor. Favor. And even as the pastor said, Everything that's tried to hold us back, everything that's tried to bring us down is broken off and the blessing of the Lord is released. The, come on, tell your neighbor, it's breakthrough for you. Amen? Now, if you agree with that, give the Lord one great shout. You can be seated. I only have about 10 or 15 more minutes, so I want to make the best of it. If I get talking too fast, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do want to talk to you today about Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3, chapter, four, uh, chapter 3, ver beginning in verse 14. Can we put the passage up on the screen? Yeah, that'd be awesome. And I'm going to start in Ephesians 3, 14. I want to bring out something today that I felt the stirring of the Lord on during worship, plus I already had it with me as when I was praying this morning, I wanted to minister this word. So it was confirmation, confirmation. And I will have a different message for the 1130 session the Lord's given me too, so it will be different. So I won't preach what I preach here. I'm not going to preach at 1130. And so if you want to hang out for the next session, it would be great. Is that okay, Pastor, to say that? Yeah. So Ephesians 3.14, for this reason I bow my knees to the, to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 15. Ver, verse 15 says, From whom the whole family is in family in heaven and earth is named, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, 
and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us for him to, to be glorified in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now it's interesting because this is, yeah, could you leave it like that again? Yeah, that was awesome. Now I want to show you something here. He said, for this reason, so Paul's saying this is something very specific. Now, this is what we call an eternal apostolic prayer. This prayer has no end. When it was birthed, inspired, breathed by the Holy Spirit, it's for all generations. It's the, Bible, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 that it's alive. It's a living word. It's the Shekinah of God, the living word. So we know that the word has power. In fact, the word in itself has power to transform you. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians 318, but not just from reading it as historical as information, but by the illumination of the Holy Spirit, who you have now received when you got born again. And so all of a sudden, Paul's making a prayer reference for every believer to ever uh, uh, live on the earth. And he said, there's a specific reason I'm praying. He said, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. Now, I want you to notice he said, to the Father. So he wasn't saying to God. So we know that he's talking to us because you and I can call God Father because of Jesus Christ, because we're, we're believers. So we know this applies to us. He said, for this reason, I bow my knees. We know that's prayer and he said, he said to the, our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. I love that. That means it's for the God's family. We're all part of God's family. Hey, I travel all over the world. And even when I go to Australia, I go to Sofia, Bulgaria, I go all over the place, Wales, England. How many of y'all know it doesn't matter where I go when I'm around God's people, I'm still part of the family, around the family. Because we're all a family of God. Amen? So you agree with that? Give me a wave if you agree. Yeah? So this, this uh, word is for you then. This prayer is for you. And he goes on to say the reason why. And he says this very specifically. Here's why he's praying for you. And this is what is not just a prayer that was penned 2,000 years ago or whenever the uh, passage was written to the church of Ephesus, this has application for you today. This ha they'll have applications for you tomorrow. This is an eternal prayer. Otherwise, it's, has, it's no end to it. It didn't stop the day he pinned it, but it empowered that moment, and it carries the same power, same anointing as when he pinned it by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he said, this is what I'm praying for you, that he would grant you. Now, how many would like a grant this morning? Now, I have one son still in college. You would think all my boys would be out of college, and they're all in their 30s, man. I think my, I told my son, my third son, I said, are you making a career of college? I didn't know, you know. I mean, you've been going to college forever, it seems like, you know. And he has, and he's going after a, a bachelor or a PhD, something in biology, because he actually wants to uh, find uh, in his medicine breakthroughs. I mean, I would be blessed if the Lord gave him the wisdom for cancer breakthrough. Amen. So anyway, so when he, he don't like student loans, you know why? You got to pay him back. 
So what he really likes are grants. So grants, something that you don't have to pay back. You don't have to do anything to get it. You just get it. And so Paul here is praying for you that you would understand what has now been granted to you. That you can pull on every day. Every day you can wake up and pull and receive from your grant. Now, when my son gets his grant money for college, he's always borrowing money from me. You know, when, when he says, when I get my grant money, I'll pay you back. I'm thinking, yeah, I remember the cartoon with Popeye, and the guy would say, if you'll give me a hamburger, I'll pay, gladly pay you back on Tuesday. Of course, Tuesday never came, right? So many times when he says, can I, get, can I borrow some money? And when my grant comes through, I'm going to pay you. Yeah, okay. But when the grant comes through, he gets all this money, you know, seven, ten thousand dollars $10,000, whatever it is. And so he makes a pull and begins to make withdrawals, and I go with him to the bank to get my withdrawal. You know what I mean? Let's just go to the bank right now and get it while there's still something there. Because a grant is only as good as the one who's giving the grant. That's it. When that money runs out, it's over. Like I could tell you today, here's my ATM card. Here's my PIN number. Go have everything as long as you want. But hey, you're in good shape for about three or $400. And then after that, my pledges run out. But with God, his pledge never runs out. In fact, he wants you to literally live in such a way that you put such a pull on the grant that you begin to see super abundantly far over anything you can think or dream. He's not asking you to do it by your ability. He wants you to learn how to make a demand or a pull on the grant that's given to you. I don't want to live this way when I can live this way and live perpetually in increase and go from glory to glory. I don't want the enemy to close my eyes to what's already been given. I want Holy Spirit to open up my heart to see so I can live in the fullness of what he intends me to live here in the earth. How about you? If you do, raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. So what's the first thing he's going to do? He's going to, from the riches of his glory, that's what he tells you right there. Riches means wealth, abundance, and never runs out. And what's he want you to pull on? Many times we go after this scripture and we go down to the strength with might. But what the key to the whole breakthrough of this passage, even down to Ephesians 3.19, is the words, riches of his glory. That's the, that's the whole key. It unlocks such what we sung this morning. I can do all things through God who strengthens me. Blind eyes will open. Deaf ears will hear. I'll see the impossible become possible. Well, we know by our own abilities, we would never see such a thing. In fact, if we have to be honest, everyone in this room has days called roller coaster days. Some days are up and some days are down. But how many of y'all know that you can live in perpetual download from the grant of God, from the riches, the wealth, the abundance of who he is that will never run out? Just like when you pray for people when I pray for the sick I'm not praying out of what I can do I'm pulling on the glory I'm trusting in God that he's a healer he's Jehovah Rapha 
and he still heals today, and it's the same tomorrow, and he'll be the same the next day as he was yesterday, and he went about healing everyone who was sick. So if he's still the same guy, the same person, then he's going to do the same thing today. All I have to do is let the glory flow. In the same way, the Lord wants you to know strength in your inner man. You don't have to go through life beaten up, stressed down, anguish and worry and doubt and unbelief. That's the very tactic of the enemy that he wants to rip off you as a believer in Christ that you become so weary, so uh, in the anguish and the stress of life and the pressures that you no longer are receiving your freshness from the Lord and who God is and you begin to live out of the struggles of who you are emotionally and then emotionally what takes place, you become an emotional wreck and then you get weary and you don't even dream anymore. You don't even dream, oh, I want to see cities won. Now you're just in survive. Well, if I can just make it this week. The Lord wants to break that off the church. He wants a fresh download of the glory. We love the glory cloud to fill this room. We sing, his mercy endures forever. His love is everlasting. And the glory filled the room. It would be awesome the glory filled the room. We all saw it. We'd all talk about it. We'd put it on social media. You would have pictures and put it on Facebook. You would be, it would be out there and go viral. You know what I mean? I got one picture on my uh, a Facebook fan page that went viral is at 2 million likes right now. I only posted it once. <laughs> I don't know why it's going viral. It's just not even anything big. It's just a water glass with water flowing in. It said the blessings will overflow. If you agree, say amen. Now it's at 2 million likes, 397,000 shares, and like 500,000 comments. And it's still going and 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 going. But how many of y'all know that we have something far surpassing that we don't have to just wait for the glory to show up in the room, that we can live in the glory in our inner man? God himself. How strong is God? How powerful is God? How mighty is God? He's awesome in who he is. And he wants to fill you up in the inner man with fresh strength that you can live and be full of courage and conviction that everything that he's placed in your heart, that everything he's written in the books of heaven for your life, that you'll have the courage, the conviction, and the trust to know he's going to bring it all to pass. And what the enemy does is the opposite. He wars against you and tries to bring crisis and chaos into your life that you begin to shut off the flow and and you get more, your eyes set more on your circumstances around you. And what begins to take place is you begin to literally lose your strength in the Lord. And you become traumatized for the point that even after eight hours sleep, you wake up and you're still as tired as when you went to sleep. And that is completely the enemy robbing you of your inward release of his glory. And in that glory, you'll also, when you receive fresh strength, you'll also receive fresh joy and fresh peace. So if you're here this morning and you know what, you, like the pastor had the word of knowledge about you feel like you're just being, uh, things are coming down, the pressures. If you would, if you go up one verse to verse 13, and let me show you this, and I'm, I'm done right here. Verse, if you show me verse 13, yeah, uh -huh, Ephesians 3, 13. It says, therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart in my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Paul's writing, and if you stay in the contents of the scripture, you know what he's saying? You're going to go through tribulations. You know what the word there in the Greek means? 
pressures of life. You're going to go through pressures, and it actually means in this way, in the Greek, it means not just pressure, but pressures from every side. They try to get you in anguish, to get you in stress mentality. That's the tactic of the enemy. He said, and he's telling you something here, don't lose what? Don't lose heart. And then he tells you how you're not going to lose heart because you're going to learn how to pull from the riches of God's glory. To be strengthened and stay strong in your inner man, in the inner person, from the Spirit of the Lord, strengthening you that you won't be moved by your circumstances or any crisis that comes your way. Because you're not, how your faith isn't in the outcome, your faith is in the Lord. And too many Christians' faith is in the outcome rather than in the Lord. Where we can trust in Romans 8, 28, he works all things for my good. See. You know what? This is what I close with. You know what the word there, lose heart, means in the Greek? Don't get out of the spirit. Don't get unspiritual. Don't live as mere people on the earth. You've been given the greatest advantage any person could ever want. You've been given the true riches that only can come through Jesus Christ. And that's the indwelling of the presence of the Lord within you, his glory. And he wants you to learn how to draw strength from his presence. He wants you to learn how to draw from who he is, that it's not roller coaster. And even in those days, that he will strengthen you and keep you and keep your feet solid on the rock. Your faith will not be diminished, but your faith will actually be ignited. And there will be such courage in your heart that you'll be like David that slayed Goliath and caused the other Hebrew army to move forward. How many want so much courage that it causes others to take notice and give the Lord glory? Come on, raise your hands. The Lord wants to do something here for you this morning. I heard it during the worship. I heard it during the prophetic word from the pastor, and I already had this message ready. The Lord wants to release something for you fresh, a strength of the Lord. But we're not just talking a little dabble, do you? We're not just talking where it's going to run out. How many want the river to increase, go from knee deep to waist deep to overflow? What's the overflow? Other people around you, your family, your friends, other Christians. How many are ready to see the overflow of this scripture? And guess what? You can't make it run out. You can draw and draw and draw and draw and draw and draw and draw. It won't be like my bank account, dear friends. Because it's only as good as the one that makes a pledge and God will never run out. That's you. Just stand to your feet if you would, and I'm going to pray for you. If you're saying, you know what, I want that freshness. Just like the pastor was uh, releasing the prophetic word. He was moving in a word of knowledge. And I'm just flowing with what the heart of the Lord is doing in this service right now. I know we're about to go to the next session. It's hard for me. I'm not used to doing two service. I'm sorry I messed it up if I did. But, hey, God wants wants to do something for you today. That's why you're here at the 10 a.m. service. God does not do anything by accident. He's not the God of oops. He is not the God of oops. Didn't see that one. He says, I know the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. I control, contain, and maintain the whole universe by the power of my word. They just said they just found a new set of planets around the sun that would take 700 light years to get to. I don't know about you, but finally the scientists are figuring out 
You can't keep this thing still going. When God speaks, it just keeps going and going and going and going. When he said, let there be light, it's still going. Come on, one word over God changes everything, man. One word over you from the Lord changes everything. And his word has power. This is a promise from him to you. And you sung about that promise today. You said, let your promises will come forth. Let them be done. And that's what we're going to pray for you right now. Father God, thank you for the promise of your word. Thank you for the promise that you will strengthen us. You will empower us. That we can live from the riches of your glory. That we can be strengthened in our inner person by the power of the Holy Spirit. To believe for the impossible is possible. Not by our determination or by just belief. But literally impartation of faith that comes from the riches of your glory. Father God, thank you that everything that's been tried to rip off from our lives. Everything the enemy has tried to do a tactic from pressures of life. From the crisis and circumstances around us. They they are literally they have no ground they literally fall every which way they're rendered powerless and we're too blessed to be stressed we're just too blessed to be stressed because of the presence of the Lord now, Father God, thank you for fresh oil, fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for fresh oil, fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Fresh oil, fresh anointing. And even confusion, discouragement, disappointment, defeat is literally whew, eradicated by a fresh presence of the Lord, Father God. Let, listen, you're going to literally cause, see a fresh uh, uh, strength coming even to your vision and purpose the Lord has you for such a time as now. And remember, I can do all things through Christ. Who what? Strengthens you. And I just showed you how he's going to do it. From the riches of his glory. From the riches of his glory. Even the athletes put that there. But you get to pull on that riches of glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Come on. You guys like Keith? Yeah. Uh, we know he's got a lot to say when he says, now the next service is going to be an entirely different message than this service. Um, just want to encourage you guys, if you want to stick around, uh, at the end of the second service, uh, we'll, we're going to just give him, we're going to turn him loose a little bit, and he's going to lay hands on people, and then uh, probably I'm going to let him, if, he, if he's so inclined, to just release prophetic word over you at the end. If you want ministry and you need ministry, there's something happens through transference. It's actually one of the foundational doctrines in the Bible. In the book of Hebrews, it calls the laying on of hands an elementary doctrine. In other words, it's something that every Christian should understand. We lay hands. There's a transference. There's a release. Something happens. God has designed something to happen through the laying on of hands. And so Keith carries. What, what, what happens is when the person lays hands on you, usually the anointing is that God is releasing is released to you, or what the person is carrying is released to you. And Keith, I know Keith, and when I, when I was, when he's praying for me, I kept, when I, I was sensing something very unique that I haven't felt with, with anybody else, you know, I feel different things when different people pray over me, but I kept feeling refreshment over when he was, when he was praying over me. And um, the word that kept coming to me was like, uh, what was it? Uh, cool buzz. That's what, like, I was just like, it was just like, just super mellow after he prayed over me, you know, I was just like, Wow. It's like a mellow buzz going on here. So, uh, you know, if you want to come back and you need a mellow buzz, you know what I'm saying? 
right? Jesus is the rock. We, we, Bible says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. You know, there's a transference that happens. It may be out of character for some of you, and it may not be what your traditions are, but it is in the Bible. It is in the Bible. So we're going to turn them loose. If you guys want to come back, if you want to stick around, you're more than welcome to do so. But towards the end of 1130, which probably gets out around one-ish, we're going to give them an opportunity to pray over people. And if you need prayer, um, we're, gonna, we're just going to go for it. All right? Come on. Say this. If I want what I never had, I got to do what I've never done. We have vacated the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our churches, and we wonder why we struggle. We wonder why we struggle, because we have vacated the very power that God has given to us. And it is ministry time. We just give the Holy Spirit zero room to minister ever to us. You know, we, we serve fast food. We get in, we get out. And I understand that has to happen sometimes. We, we got to have that sometimes. But we need to create space in our lives, and we need to create space in our churches to give the Lord an opportunity to minister to us. Because you know what? You all need ministry. We all need ministry. Even pastors, even Keith needs ministry. There's points in our lives where we have to be able to receive ministry. So there's a transference. So I want to encourage you guys. I'm, I'm selling it. And then two other things. We're going to give Keith an honorarium. We're going to give him an offering at the end. If you'd like to give towards that, we're going to give him, you know, we're going to give him something. But if somebody asks me how do we give, there's two ways you can give. You can give right into the box and everything, and we'll tally it up. And if it's not enough, we're going to give him more. And then the second way, the second thing is uh, his resources as, a, as well. I'm trying to give you guys a little bit of time so you can interact with him at the table and ask him any questions he may have. He's got, he's, he's got like a bunch of resources. It's really, it's really good. It's really good stuff. So I want to encourage you guys to take a, take a part in that, and then um, and that's about it. And so we'll come back for the second service here in about seven minutes. Let me bless you. Just receive the blessing. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine down upon you. And may he be gracious to you. And may he give you peace. And forever may you abide in his 